0: week 3 of our series. So if you've been here the other two weeks, you know where we're headed to these two verses that are found in Exodus chapter 34. So however you get your Bible, whether that's in book form or in electronic form, go ahead and take that out. I will be reading from the New Revised Standard Version, so if you have an app, you can switch to that. If you have book form, it won't be that different. I just enjoy this translation, and we'll uh, we'll go from there. But we're looking at this these two verses, the verses that God declares His characteristics. And so let's hear this word of the Lord this morning from Exodus chapter 34, verses 6 and 7. Yahweh, that is the name of God, passed before Him. And the hymn there is Moses. So, Yahweh passed before Moses and proclaimed, Yahweh, Yahweh, a God compassionate and gracious, slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love and faithfulness, keeping steadfast love for the thousandth generation, forgiving iniquity and transgression and sin, yet by no means clearing the guilty, but visiting or attending to, remember we learned that, the iniquity of the parents upon the children and the children's children to the third and fourth generations. This is the word of God for the people of God, and our response is, thanks be to God. Well, we are right in the middle of this series. We've got a couple more weeks after this, but I want to remind you if this is your first time watching with us online or being here in the sanctuary, that this is our goal throughout this series, that we want to study the character of God the Father, the Father of Jesus, the one that the Bible tells us Jesus showed to us perfectly, where Jesus said to one of his disciples, who was wondering what the Father looked like, and he said to him, if you have seen me, Jesus, you have seen the Father. Now we're looking at it in these verses because this is what God, Yahweh, the Father of Jesus, declares about himself. And so that's something we want to pay attention to and look at those characteristics and study them over these five weeks together. But secondly, we are called to be a community around this God, and we are called to carry this, these characteristics of God out into our community. And so we're looking at both of them. We're studying the character of God the Father and exploring our call to carry this character, embody this character out into our world. Now, week one, we did the heavy lifting. And we looked at that slow to anger and that whole thing about attending to the iniquity upon the children to the third and fourth generation. Uh, that, that was a tough passage, and I wanted to tackle that one first and not wait till the very end. So if that part disturbs you and this is your first time with us, I want to encourage you to go back two weeks on YouTube or podcast or something. Listen to it. I hope that will help you understand this God who is slow to anger. Last week we looked at the God who says, He says, I am compassionate. And we looked at all that that means and had a great time. This week we begin to look at the God who is compassionate and gracious. Now, grace is something that we talk about a lot. In fact, we sang about it today. Probably the most familiar hymn around the world is Amazing Grace. They, they don't even have to have the words. If you just start playing the melody, people will begin to sing it because they know the words. Grace is important. And yet, sometimes I think that we have not delved deep enough into what grace actually means and so as we explore this characteristic that god says he is full of i want us to lean in if you love when we do hebrew word studies today's your day all right get some paper out get a pen get ready get your mouth ready to say strange words uh you know all that kind of stuff so but let's dive in here but before we dive into all of the study I want to give you an example. I was really trying to figure out, okay, what's a good example of grace? And I was wrestling with this and wrestling with this and wrestling with this. And yesterday I had the privilege of officiating for the wedding of Tim and Kara It was a beautiful day. Here is Tim. Uh, we're right here when I took this picture. We are, I'm about to walk down the aisle and he's about to bring his mom and mother-in-law down the aisle. And, uh, and we're just, it was a beautiful day. It was great. Now, if you don't know Tim, I want to let you know about Tim. I thought it was incredible. In the toasts after the wedding, one of them said, he is humbly charismatic. (laughs) I thought that's a good description of Tim. That is, that is a very good description. He is a, a great guy, never met a stranger. He is a soldier. Uh, he uh, is currently in the army, but he also has served our country and has been sent to uh, Iraq, I, Afghanistan. He's, he's done that. He, he finished his time and he said, I just miss getting to blow things up. And so he went back in, and he's back in. I mean, he is a man's man. He is just, he really loves life to the full. And here he is, this tough, charismatic soldier guy. And we walk down the aisle. It's a beautiful day. And he turns around, and in the back are the curtains that are there. And I am not kidding you, the curtain opens... And there is his bride, and the love of his heart could not be contained and began to leak out of his eyes. And this tough guy, I'm not kidding you, like I was standing close enough, you could hear him, and he just started crying. The joy and the delight of the woman that he saw, he was ready. To give his heart, his vows, a ring, and probably whatever else she asked for. She was in a good position there. (laughs) This, my friends, is a beautiful expression of what grace is all about. And I hope that you'll see this by the time we finish. The word for grace in Hebrew is the word chen. Now, this is another one of those words where you might want to put your hand up like this so you don't spit on the person in front of you. But let's say it together. Ready? One, two, three. Chen. Let's say it one more time. One, two, three. Chen. Let's say it one last time because we tend to do things in three. One, two, three. Chen. What does Chen mean? Literally, Chen means a gift given. Now we kind of get that, we always talk about grace as a gift in the church. But what I want you to see is how the grace is given is important to understanding chen. It is a gift that is given, yes, but it is a gift that is given with delight or favor. We tend to focus on the gift that is given, Today, I want to balance that out. Yes, it's an incredible gift, but it is also a gift that is given with the attitude of delight and favor. So hold on to that. Hold that balance in tension today as we begin to go through this. Because I watch Tim and Kara. I have the best seat in the house. Well, actually, it's not a seat. I'm standing. To see that with delight and favor... The two of them gave a gift of a ring and their vows and their hearts to one another. This is the understanding of chen. And in the Bible, the fullest expression of chen is when it is given with delight and favor to someone who doesn't deserve it. They actually probably deserve the opposite. But there is such a delight and favor for this person that Hen says, I am giving this gift anyways, and I'm doing it with joy in my heart. Now, when Yahweh says, declares his name twice, Yahweh, Yahweh, a God compassionate, remember last week, Rahum, and this week, Ch'en, Rahum, and ch'en, that this is the type of love that God embodies. God, the Father of Jesus, is not just compassionate that we talked about last week, but He is ch'en. He has joy and delight in the gifts that He gives. Now, He says right here, He is gracious. He is, what's our word again? One, two, three very good however what is the gift that yahweh delights in giving and i believe it is found in the very next verse when he says that he is forgiving of iniquity and transgression and sin that this is the gift that god delights in giving Because he favors us so let's look at these quickly. Maybe we'll only say each one twice Because we've got to make up time and you got to get home to your pot roast or whatever you've got cooking for today all right first is iniquity and I want us to look at these words because I, I don't know about you, but You know, I don't use the word iniquity that often. How many of you have used the word iniquity this week this month this year None of you. Exactly. And next time, a transgression, probably even less. But let's begin to look at this. The word for iniquity is easier to say than hen. It is the word avon. Let's say that together. One, two, three. Avon. Let's say it one more time. One, two, three. Avon. Very good. And what does avon mean? Avon literally means crooked. It means crooked. And there are things in the Bible that can be crooked. A road can be crooked. An arrow can go off and be crooked in its flight or path. But it's not just things that can be a bone or crooked. It is people. Hearts can be a bone. And the biblical writers use this beautiful word as a method to show what can be crooked in the heart. And our word crooks. It means what? Somebody who is crooked. And the Bible uses this term of bone that we translate as iniquity to show something that is crooked. And the heart and the behaviors that flow out of a crooked heart can often cause crookedness in our world. Crooked hearts cause damage within our world's. Let's look at how one of the ways that that crooked heart can cause damage. And it's our next word, which is transgression. And this is another easy word to say. It is the Hebrew word pesah. Can we say that together? Ready? One, two, three. Pesah. Let's say it one more time. One, two, three. Pesah. And pesah means breaking trust. It means to break trust with someone. Someone that steals something from you is a that 's crooked. But if that person who stole something from you is your best friend, someone you should be able to trust, that's Pesa. They have broken trust with you they were supposed to be someone that you could trust with anything and they have taken something from you they have abused your trust they have broken trust with you and that is pesah and all of this is kind of captured in one word that religious communities use over and over and over again and that is the word sin and the word for sin in hebrew is the word hatah Again, be careful if you say this too strongly. Ready? One, two, three. Chata. Let's say it one more time. One, two, three. Chata. And it literally means, chata literally means, and in the New Testament, the, the word there in Greek is hamartia. They literally mean the same thing. They mean to fail or to miss the goal that you were striving after now what is sin what is that goal that you were striving for and missed sin is a failure to love God and others by not treating him with the honor and respect that they are due now you might think okay well I understand the God part but why are the people in there Because if you go to the first pages of the Bible, you will see that God created human beings in God's image. Male and female, God created them. And while we give God the supreme honor and respect, we are called also to love and honor and respect those who are made in God's image. And if you have a pulse, I want you to go ahead and check it, Well, make sure everybody awake and alive, if you've got one, you are made in that image. And the people who are around you are also called to have the honor and respect as someone created in the image of God. And sin is a failure to love God and others by not treating them with that respect and honor that they are due. We have all experienced these words. We have. This is why I think the Bible is so fascinating in its understanding of the human experience. We have had these things done to us where crookedness has been foisted upon us. Someone has taken something or done something to us. We have experienced Pesah. We have had someone betray us in a way that wounded us very deeply. And we have had people treat us with a lack of honor that hurts. And we have seen those who do not give God the honor that God is due as the one who is full of compassion and chen. But also, my friends, we have participated. We have done these things. There are parts of our life, there are parts of my life that are crooked. There are ways that I have, intentionally or unintentionally, and you have to, you have benpesa with someone someone that should be able to trust you and you have broken that with them we have been in the place where we have failed to give god the love and honor and respect and those around the ones that they are due i mean paul captures this in romans three twenty 23 for all have sins <laughs> How many have sinned? Does that include me? Does that include you? Does that include people online? Yes, it does. And fallen short of the glory, the honoring of God. But hold on before you start beating yourself up too much. Because what is Yahweh's response? What is His response into all of this? Yahweh's response shows His Character. And that character, the trait that we are focusing on today is our word. Ready? One, two, three. Chen. And it is a gift that is given with delight and favor. And that gift is, say it with me, forgiveness. And what does forgiveness mean? Our last word for today. Forgiveness. The Hebrew word for forgiveness is nasa. Kind of sounds like NASA, doesn't it? And that's going to be a good metaphor. Hold on to that metaphor. Because literally the Hebrew word Nasa means to carry, to lift up, and to bear. So if you want a good understanding of forgiveness, think about a rocket that carries something away from this earth. It lifts it up and it bears it where it needs to go. That's a pretty good example, isn't it? It is a Hebrew word. Say it with me. One, two, three. Nasa. Let's say it one more time. One, two, three. Nasa. To carry, to lift up, to bear. So Yahweh, I want you to hear this this morning, church, here and online. Yahweh carries, lifts up, and bears away our avon, our crookedness. Yahweh carries, lifts up, bears away our pesa, our broken trust. Yahweh carries, lifts up, and bears out our chata, our failures, our missing the mark, our failure to show love to Him and to those He has created. All right, I want you to think back to Tim's beautiful wedding tears. It was actually weeping. (laughs) I want you to think back to that for a second. Because I want to dare you to think differently. Because we often think of forgiveness on our terms. And the way we as human beings tend to forgive is begrudgingly is to say, "Mm, I'm still really mad, but mm, okay. All right. I'll forgive. But just by the way we say it, we know, well, I'm not going to forget it, though. (laughs) Still keeping track. Now let me pause here for just a second, because some of you have experienced radically abusive forms of pesa, of hatan against you. And sometimes in the forgiving, it is necessary to have a little boundary, okay? I'm not talking about just going right back into more abuse for forgiveness. But we do. Between friends, between family members, between coworkers and colleagues, between our classmates, students, sometimes we forgive But begrudgingly, all right, twist my arm, I'll forgive. And this is where I want to balance out the gift that God gives with the attitude that God gives it with. Because sometimes we take our human begrudging forgiveness and we put that out on God. Like God the Father is the one who begrudgingly forgives. And only if Jesus goes and dies for us in this cruel way can I take out all my anger that was meant for you guys and for me to be on Him. And then, and only then, can I truly forgive. Kinda. But that is not chen. Chen. Is a gift given with delight and favor. It is given. It is from a God who sees you and delights and so favors you that forgiveness is the gift he's been longing to give to you. It's the thing he's been wanting to do. He's been wanting to carry away these, this crookedness. The Wanting to carry away the ways that you have broken trust. Wanting to carry away your sin. And he is so excited that you are now here so he can give you that. Can you dare dare to believe that God delights in forgiveness? Can you dare to think that when Yahweh sees you, just like when Kara walked through the curtains and Tim burst into joyous tears, can you dare to believe that when you walk into the presence of God in all of your brokenness, that the same feelings of joy and hope and delight and favor are on his heart and cannot help but bleed out into Nassau to carry away your crookedness. Can you dare to believe that? No matter how crooked you are, he will carry that away. No matter how, you have broken trust. God's compassion and chen flows out of Him to carry away your crookedness. When Yahweh sees you in all of the ways that you have broken, trust, joy wells up within Him at seeing you. And God's compassion and chen flows out of Him to bear away your brokenness. That when Yahweh sees you, yes you, even you and me, in all the ways that we have failed and sinned, God's compassion and hen delightfully flows out of Him to forgive every failure. Is that good news this morning, folks? We haven't even gotten to Jesus. (laughs) But we believe that God's compassion and hen are expressed fully in this one. That when God saw humanity in all of its crookedness and broken trust and sin, that out of His heart flowed such love that the virgin gave birth to a child in Bethlehem. And His name was Jesus. And that Jesus showed us perfectly the hen of God. In fact, John's Gospel will say to us that this is Jesus full of grace and truth and that continued to flow out of him until he was willing to lay down his life in order for that grace to be fully expressed to you and to me and to change the world it is amazing God who carried away our crookedness, who bore our forgiveness, our brokenness, and forgave all our failures on the cross. I love what Pastor Brian Zahn says. He says the, the cross is an expression of God's hen, His grace. How could something so gruesome be an expression of God's hen, of God's grace, of God's joy to forgive? He says the cross is not what God needed in order to forgive us. The cross shows us what God is willing to endure as He forgives us. To look to Jesus on the cross is to see God's joy at carrying away our brokenness, at God's willingness To take away our crookedness at God's delight in forgiving us. And He is willing to go to that extreme to make sure that that gift is given to you. That's good news. Well... Now the tough questions that we've been facing every week. Because the first part of our goal was to explore the characteristic of God. Today we explore chen. But the other part of that is to ask the tough questions. And to talk about it as a community, as a, as a church. Folks, are we a community of chen? A community of this grace? Do we delight and, and show delight and favor when someone comes through the door, when anyone comes through the door? Are we ready to show that hen, that grace? Do we embody the God who delights in every person? As a pastor, I'm happy to say I have seen this grow over the last 15 years, And I would say we are becoming a community of chen and we have more work for God to do in us as we continue to live into that chen that is who He is. And if we are called to be a community of His people that we must embody as well. Do we share the message of chen, the gift, the joy that God gives in forgiving That you can come to this God with your crookedness and brokenness and sin, and He is delighted and joy and favors you so much, He just wells up within Him to forgive, to bestow that gift on whoever comes to Him. Do we share this message? Or do we hold on to past hurts? Do we wait on someone to ask us for grace? That's something we have to wrestle with. Something we will continue to wrestle with, at least as long as I'm your pastor. But as I've been wanting to do every week, is not just have the community wrestle with it, but to have us as individuals experience this. Because I believe with all my heart that the God who says about himself that he is compassionate and full of grace. In the way that we have described today, I believe he is here and present for your crookedness and brokenness and sin. And if today you've experienced the grace of his, forgiveness of his carrying away your crookedness and brokenness and sin but you're still dealing with the effects of what someone else's crookedness and brokenness and sin has inflicted upon you he's still here and just like Tim he cannot contain the joy of you coming into his presence and he delights and favors you in such a way that he longs to carry that away from you for you. So today, friends, will you dare to believe that God delights in showing hand to you and will Nasa carry away all your burdens? You have only nothing you can do to earn it. All you can do is say, I'm here. Please. And he is more than delighted to bestow that gift on you. Would you bow your heads and close your eyes? We're going to sing that chorus amazing grace how sweet the sound and saved a wretch like me oh i can see the love in your eyes and today friends i want to open up these altars these are just a place to pray It's nothing magical but there's something good about the symbolism of getting up and saying, I want to intentionally move into God's presence with my crookedness, my brokenness, my sin, or the pain that I have because of those things that have been done to me. So while Deb is singing this, and you can sing along if you would like, but if you need to experience the delight and favor of the hen of God, I'm going to invite you to come. To know that God delights in that. In fact, Jesus would say much, much later that when one sinner gives their heart to the Lord, there is such a party with the angels. So if that's you, if you need that today, I invite you to come as we sing Amazing grace. How sweet. gather around and pray with this one who has come. Please come now. We're going to pray together. If you're a little nervous to come, you can come while I'm praying. All our heads will be bowed and eyes closed. No one will see you until we're done praying. You can come now. Lord Jesus, thank you for making possible for us to experience the hand of your Father. delights and favors us so much that He is willing to carry away our crookedness, our broken trusts, and our sin. Help us as a community to embody that kind of joy and delight when someone walks in the doors or as we as individuals encounter those people in our workplaces, in our neighborhoods, in our communities, in our families, in our marriages, in our relationships. May we be known as a people of grace because we have experienced grace. Father, I thank you for the one who has responded. There may be others in their heart who are responding to you right now. May they sense your joy and delight. May they sense a burden lifted right now as you, Nassah, carry away whatever it is that is burdening them. And may they get up feeling joy and your delight and favor on their lives. For we pray and we ask all these things in the name of the Father who is for us. In the name of the Son, is with us and in the name of the Holy Spirit who is in us, one God forever and ever. And all God's people here and online said, amen. Would you stand and receive this blessing? I want to give you one more thing. This has been a good way for me to remember grace. God's radical acceptance changes everything. God's radical acceptance changes everything. Hold on to that. And you'll begin to grasp what hen, the joy and the delight of his forgiveness brings to you. And now, my brothers and sisters, here and online, may you go in God's hen. May you go recognizing his delight and favor in your life. May you experience his ability to carry away, to forgive all your crookedness, broken trust and sin. And may you... A person filled with grace who is willing to show forgiveness announce the delight of God's sin and may that grace sustain you and bless you and keep you as you go have a great week I pray these things in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit one God forever and ever go in his peace have a great week thank you for joining us online we'll see you next week Thank you for tuning in to Cross Communities Podcast. We hope you will join us next week.